Welcome back to the show, folks. Today, we've got a very special guest, Joan Latchuk, who is a, a very experienced real estate entrepreneur who's seen the good, the bad, the ugly, the ups, the downs, the roller coaster ride that is real estate investing over the long term. And we're going to talk about what's worked well, what hasn't worked so well, as well as what we've learned from the whole experience. So, Joan, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, Joan, why don't you tell me a little bit about what got you and your husband enthralled with real estate in the first place? What sparked that interest? Well, we always like watching those shows on TV, the quick, easy half hour renos. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's kind of fun, Joan? Sorry to interrupt. I have recently interviewed two people who were involved in those shows and forgive my French, but they have told me point blank, it is all bull hooky. Right? No it's way. Absolutely. <laughs> none of that is real. You know, just the the created drama, the 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 price points of everything, everything is just skewed. It's all you have to take it with a whole shaker full of salt. So just just for those listeners out there that think it's real. No, don't believe any of the stuff you see on TV. Anyhow, go ahead, Joan. So you got hooked with the TV stuff. You got hooked with the TV stuff. And uh, and we had a big name coming to town and to go see, you know, free two-hour little speech thing. And so we thought, well, hey, why not? So you went and it wasn't even the guy that guy that was giving the speech, I bet. Actually, it was. Oh, it was. Okay, well, that's good. It cool. was back, <laughs> back when we went. Um, and it did get us intrigued. Um, me more so than Gordy. He was like, two hours was done and he was ready to walk out the door. And I said, I think this is something we should look into. Okay. So we did the did the process. We did the whole thing. You got the we training, the all thing. that good stuff. Yep. Um, and then what really intrigued us once we started getting involved was the ability to leverage. We didn't, we, we were old school. We had learned from our old school parents and family members that you pay everything off, mm-hmm. you become debt-free and uh, that's what we believed. And that's what we had strived for. Um, and we did have a few properties paid off. Yeah. <laughs> so that, then we really learned about the leverage and um decided to jump in and and access that that equity. So what kind of deals did you do? Did you focus on? We started out we had bought a uh purpose-built suited duplex here nice. in Cochrane. It was okay. nice because we are in Cochrane and we thought, well, we can start right in our own backyard. Right, and self-manage and the whole bit. And self-manage, you know, learn yeah. it all, brand yeah. new property. Um, so that's where we started. Uh, the other area we started in was what also learning the leverage and about lending our registered funds. Right. Okay. Good. And so we moved a bunch of our registered funds to Olympia and mm. started lending on some land development deals uh, with that. And that worked out all right for you? That worked out well on those mm. deals. Good. Yeah. Okay. And then as far as your personal portfolio goes, what? What kind of deals have you guys done since that initial purpose-built duplex? Well, we bought uh, another purpose-built duplex a few doors down from our original one. Yeah. So we have two on the same street, and they so four units there. And then so kind of like Monopoly, you're going to own all the houses on own the on, whole street. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> like it, like it. Yeah. Uh, and then we also 
had kind of been intrigued with our, we have three boys and they, once they all moved out, um, we're living in this big house and we had debated selling it. Um, but in our mind, we were always thinking, you know, we would like to buy another property to have a rental. And so once the boys moved out, I'm like, we have this big house, let's sweep the basement. We have a walkout, really nice views. And so we took the time and suited our basement to a one bedroom basement suite. Very nice. And so we have that rented. So we have five. So you're, you're house hacking your own house then? We're house hacking our own house. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, you're saying, so you built up to how many rental units? Five? We have five units here in Cochrane, and then okay. we have three units in Saskatoon. All right. So that, so you, you guys, you and your husband built up your own personal portfolio of properties in your own backyard. And Cochrane's a nice steady eddy kind of community, I, I believe. Nice. So yeah, yeah, so good, good there. So and then you started rent uh, lending out your registered funds to get a much better return on those. And then you saw some opportunities, a province over kind of walk me through what did that look like? What enticed you about that? How many of these did you get involved in? And then what happened? Well, that enticed us because it was very hassle-free, passive investing. And at the time when we did it, we were still fairly new when we Mm -hmm. did jump in there. And Gordy was still working a full-time oil and gas job. So we thought- What kind of of properties were they and and how were they presented to you? Um, One was a single family home and the other one was a duplex front-back split. Mm -hmm. So- they're older properties, very old properties, hundred yeah. plus years old. Um, it was presented that it would be hassle-free. We would carry the mortgage um, and they would take care of all the management and repairs and maintenance. And we would get a steady eddy cash flow every month, as well as the payments for the mortgage property tax and insurance. So the idea of the people that were offering this was that they would... the Basically, you guys would put up the money, they would buy the property, do a burr on it, fix it up, kind of spruce it up a bit, and then rent it out. Is that was that the essentially concept? we we carried the mortgage as well. So we did the down payment, got the mortgage, and then they were to take over all aspects of managing, renoing. So they basically found the property. They were going to you guys bought it, but they were going to do all the renovations, all that kind of stuff, and then manage it for you. And did you both have ownership in the property or or how did we it work? We were the only owners on those properties. So what was the what was in it for the, the the people that sold you the property? Were they making their money on the, the fix idea, up and the renovations and the, the management? The idea or what? was to um pay us our steady cash flow and then anything over and above they would take. And then it. at the end of our term they would get any mortgage pay down. Oh, I see. Okay. So that was how the profit was going to be split. Correct. Got it. Got it. And then, and typically how long were the terms on these kind of deals? Were they five the terms years? Were two years. Two years. Okay. Um, but it worked well for the first few years. So we did yeah. renew our term a couple of times um, uh-huh. and then it didn't work so well. Yeah. So what, uh, you know, without getting into the nitty gritty details, what ended up happening and what did you guys discover once the uh, the smoke cleared? Well, we found we, once everything went down, we were told we had a day to come pick up our keys 
And so we had, um, fortunately for us being here in Cochrane, we are about a six to seven hour drive away from Saskatoon. But we found out and we jumped in the car and away we went to Saskatoon. We were there to pick up our keys. And at that point, you're going from passive to, oh boy, here we go. We're very active right now. Right. Um, the houses. But, but theoretically, you're supposed to be picking up the keys to, to tenanted. a re tenanted, renovated property. <laughs> that's what your understanding was, correct? Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Or no, I'm saying that's what your understanding was. It was supposed to be, correct? That's what we were thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then what did you actually end up with? Well, we got the keys and we immediately went over to the properties. And at, when we picked up the keys, they were supposed to hand us a package about our property, um, whether it had tenants or no tenants and keys. So we picked up the keys and we headed over there. We had no paperwork. Uh, we went knocking on the door to see if we actually had tenants or not. Mm -hmm. Um and two of the three units were vacant and in desperate need of renovations to even become tenanted. So, so had had they been renovated or not renovated at all, or just the tenants that had been in them had run them right down, or you don't know? I would say if they had been ten, um, renoed at one point, they were not in good reno repair. Uh, so they had... If they had done anything, they didn't do a very good job of it. No, mm. no. So right, we yeah. we pulled okay. up we pulled up our socks, rolled up our sleeves, and um, we got busy. We hired a contractor to help us out. Um, Gordy did a lot of work on his own. He spent a few months down there, wow. and we got it renoed and ready for tenants. So, so you had two properties. Yeah, you had two two properties. One was a single family home. The other was a duplex. Correct. Yes, and the duplex one side was tenanted and uh, the other not. not. So okay. So we started there and renoed that unit first, mm -hmm. and then we headed over to the single family. Yeah, so that was a that was a major shocker and a learning experience for you guys, that's for sure. And big learning. You weren't the only ones. It was a epic disaster for a whole bunch of people. It was. Um, that's that's for sure. So, you know. It's always 2020 hindsight. Absolutely. But knowing what you know now, if presented an opportunity that sounded as good as that one again, or a similar kind of opportunity, what, if anything, would you do differently? First off, I think we would visit the properties ourselves. First off, um, check so out. No, so location. no buying sight unseen stuff. You, no. you go physically look at it. Got no. it. Um, yeah, definitely go view the properties ourselves, see the state that they're in as we're purchasing them. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing, I would not necessarily trust the pre-appraisal that was given. I think I would um, do our own appraisal mm -hmm. and know the actual value of the properties as we're walking into them. Yeah. Two so big Pardon me? Those would be my two big takeaways. Or well, those, big are, those are really big lessons. Those are big takeaways. That's, yeah. that's super valuable. Uh, so after the whole thing, the smoke cleared, Joan, how did it turn out for you guys? Like, are you okay? Are you, are they cash flowing again? Are are they, are things okay for you guys? with those we have, Yeah, we do have both properties are cash flowing. The one, the single family, not as much. Um, 
because of the age of the properties and the location of our properties, the tenant demographic isn't, oh, it's not a brand new build. It's, right. um, it's just not. It's a old, it's, yeah, it's an old property in kind of a rundown area of town. I'm going to guess, would that be fair to say? That yeah. Attracts those kind of tenants. Yeah, exactly. Um, Saskatoon's a beautiful city, um, but I do believe that there's other areas that would have more desirable properties that would. Well, here's the challenge. Yeah, here's the other challenge, Joan. You and your husband are accustomed to nice, spanky, new, purpose-built duplexes. That's you've got a couple of those in your own backyard. It's got to be a huge mental adjustment to have some old rundown fixer upper type rental properties. Yeah. It's, it's, there's always something going wrong. Yeah. There's always something going wrong in those properties, right? That's, (laughs) that's the challenge. Trust me. I know I've, I've owned not that kind of property, but old rundown properties. I've had a few and it's just nonstop. We, we, you know, you get down there and we tried to assess the situation the best we could. What would be the best scenario do we add another bathroom though the single family had one bathroom do we add another bathroom where could we add it what will it attract would it help with resale like all these things going through your mind yeah um and lo and behold in the basement there's a wall and it was walled up and gordy's like there's something behind there so he said to the contractor open that wall up well there was a bathroom oh wow okay that's a good that's one of the few happy endings I've heard to open that wall up. <laughs> yeah. So we did find a bathroom. It was definitely smashed and not in, uh, in usable condition, yeah. but uh, we did make a bathroom out of where oh. that was. So. so there you go. All right. So you, so now you've got the five doors in Cochrane mm-hmm. and three doors in Saskatoon. Those properties, what are your plans? Are you going to hold on to them? Or are you going to sell them? What What's what's the market like these days in Saskatoon? Well, we also had one other property in Saskatoon that oh, yeah, we three. had, yeah. we were the bank on. We had lent our registered funds I see. as a first mortgage to four, the four. same company. Oh, to the company. Yes. Okay. Um, so they were actually on title as the owner. We were the bank. Yeah. And uh, we also were handed the keys for that one oh, as geez. well. So, well, at least you didn't have to foreclose on it or have a, we a did. painful foreclosure process. True. Yeah. I mean, it was a cooperative True. thing, I hope. Yes. They handed the keys back. Um, that one was also vacant at the time. Um, again, not an ideal location, not. The house was decent, but um, we did end up selling that one just recently here in the last month. We did lose money on the sale, Mm -hmm. but um, sometimes you got to lose some to win some. So we took it as a win and um, a learning experience, a big learning experience. (laughs) Well, I guess the not so bad news is those that was with registered funds, correct? Yes. Yeah. So the money goes back into your into your account, you can reinvest that in something that you're more comfortable with, another land development deal or something like that, and recoup your losses that way. Right. And that's why we took it as a win and we will move on. Pivot, pivot and adapt. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That uh that is a perfect expression for it. Pivot and adapt. And 
you know, some people let an experience like that squash their real estate investing dreams. You guys haven't. So hats off to you for that. That's awesome. You're, you. you're taking as a learning experience. You're making the best of a bad uh, undertaking, you know, 2020 hindsight. You know, lots and lots and lots of people got invested in those properties, as you know. I mean, you weren't, you definitely weren't the only ones there. Definitely but not the only ones. You're you're definitely one of the, probably one of the more proactive ones to actually just roll up your sleeves and get to work right away and, and turn it around. Okay. Yeah. So you've learned a lot. Moving ahead, what are you and Gord planning to do when it comes to real estate investing? Part of what we really want to do is we have helped our kids able to purchase their own rental nice. properties. And so that's been big for us, just teaching them. When we first got into it, we thought, oh, we have to leave a legacy, leave them these properties. And since then, we've like, no, we will. Teach them how to buy their own damn properties. (laughs) (laughs) We'll help where we can, but um, we will teach them rather than handing them. Well, I really like that. I I like that philosophy. So what and how did you teach your kids about real estate? First off, when they were still in high school, I think, or very early out, maybe their first couple of years of post-secondary, um, just you that. Got, you got you got three kids and what ages were three they? Three boys, they? 26, soon to be 25 and 22. Wow. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Pretty close <laughs> together. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, and our oldest, when he was graduating from high school, he had gotten some scholarship money. And because of our old school thinking, we had the registered fund, the RESPs, we had school taken care of for them. Yeah. Um, so when they got their scholarships and stuff, we just said, put it away. And we ended up private lending that chunk of money and he got some interest. And, yeah. and so they started learning that way. Nice. Um, which helped him for a down payment on his first property. Um, When we started looking for properties for him, we were looking at something we could possibly suite, uh, but the prices and in in Calgary, but -hmm. the prices at that time were so similar to a new purpose built suite of duplex, which we already knew. Yeah. (laughs) The price difference was so minimal. And then to have to do renos to make a suite, it was like, it, it was a no brainer. Um, the banks, of course, they have a different idea uh, uh, as being a 22-year-old just starting his career. Um, so we ended up having to put down like 22%, I think, wow. for a down yeah. payment. Well, he did not have that. Um, but we did because we were leveraging our properties. Right. So we helped him. He got into the property, rented out the basement. He lived upstairs. Um and then the Calgary market really started to increase in the last couple of years. And he was able to not do a real refinance, but went back to the bank and they were able to pull out more equity with an appraisal and he paid us back and it's nice. strictly his property now. Congratulations. That's great for you and for him. And I think you mentioned that you got your, your three sons to do a joint venture together. What, what does that look like? Two sons and a girlfriend. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> um, in Saskatoon, because our middle son actually started his career in Saskatoon. Um, and so they bought a suited single family home, a uh, detached house. And yeah. uh, Devin and his girlfriend live upstairs. And Jaden lives in the basement suite now. Nice. And they will have it as a permanent 
their residence for now until they decide that they need bigger space, more space, families coming, whatever. What but you? then it is purpose built for a rental already. Very so. nice. Well, that's smart. That's really smart, Joan. So you and Gord, what are, what are your plans for real estate investing moving ahead? We have been, because of our Saskatoon properties and the age of the buildings, we have kind of been tossing around the idea of some land development, mm -hmm. maybe tear down, start over in those lots. We have corner lots. Um, they're not wide lots, but. So maximize what you've already got. Maximize what we already have. Um, but that land development piece is quite intriguing to us. Um, even here in Cochrane, the rental market is so strong and it's just not a lot of rentals for people and it's getting yeah. tight. And so it's like, oh, I, I see pieces of land and I get excited. <laughs> nice. So what are you guys planning to do for development? Are you going to continue to self-finance your properties? Or are you going to start bringing on private investors, joint venture partners, raise capital? What What are your thoughts there? The thought is, is that the banks don't like us trying to do things on our own. Um, and it's Might hard. Have to join forces with somebody else. We're going to have to either join forces with somebody else or yeah, raise capital, something. It's just... Um, well, well here's, the, here's, the, here's the good news, I think, for you, Joan, <laughs> is... Because you and Gord have a number of years of experience under your belt, because you've been taken through the ringer on a couple of deals. No, this is this is actually good, right? Yeah. You can you can show a prospective investor that you've got a wide range of experience, good and not so good, and you now are super eye on the ball when it comes to all of the details to avoid getting into a not so good situation. Again, you can explain to them, Hey, we love the idea of purpose-built rentals because we own two of them already. And here's how these have worked out. Now, if instead of buying them already built, we build them from the ground up. It's even better because da, 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 da. And especially if you're doing them around Cochrane and you guys are are self-managing these kind of properties, yeah. then bringing somebody on board who loves the idea of investing in real estate, loves the idea of building something from the ground up, but hates the idea of doing any of it themselves. And there's lots of people like that. You <laughs> yeah. guys are a good solution for that. So I think you're really well positioned for that, Joan. Well, thanks. Yeah. It's, um, it is so exciting. There's so many, so many things a person can do. Yeah, there are. Well, Hey, you know what? Hats off to the two of you for not letting that sucky experience sink you and instead lifting you up and, and taking you to the next level of your, your real estate investing journey. Because if it was all easy and sunshine and flowers, everybody'd be doing it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. It isn't every day. It is like a roller coaster, ups, downs, and all around. All around. <laughs> <laughs> Joan, if people would like to connect with you, what should they do? I am on Facebook because I'm a little old school. Um, so am I, Joan. We're not that old school. I, I mean, know, we remember right? before Facebook existed. <laughs> I remember before faxes existed. I remember when long distance calls were like five bucks a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can reach me on Facebook, Joan Lachuk, or, uh, or Gordy is Gord Lachuk. 
well, we've been talking to you, so they'll probably reach out to you. So that probably. sounds good. All right, Joan. Well, thanks so much and, and keep up the good work. I can't wait to hear how it goes with the development deals. I hope so. Thank you. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye.